Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello, people. Welcome to episode 38. This is the quickie episode of how I got off from June 2nd to June 8th. Well, folks, it's been another slow week. I only got off once. And nothing exciting to talk about, really, with that. There was no porn that I could link to and show you what exactly what was going through my head. No partner sex. Uh, you know, the usual tease of interaction. I did go on a date, so there was that. There were also other plans made um, with the young man I had mentioned last week with uh, with all the texts and the mention of putting his face in my crotch. Anyway, um, (laughs) I can't even remember which day I got off, honestly, to tell you the truth. I was hoping that there was porn involved so I could at least figure out which day of the week it was, but I have no idea. Um, The weeks have been incredibly busy. I'm in the hummingbird phase, as it is. Um, You know, the podcast... It's a lot of like work uh, communicating with people and booking people and then interviewing people and getting recordings done. And it all seems to happen like there's either a lot of things going on or there's nothing going on. And uh, so this week there were a lot of things going on, which is good. I'm very happy for all of those things that went on. Um, but it also, it's exhausting. Uh, and since I'm not dating anyone or in a relationship or have any kind of like regular play partner arrangement. Um, you know, I'm in this phase. It's very standard. You know, if I'm not having sex actively, then the other parts of my sex life, i.e. masturbation, self-love, solo sex, however you want to refer to it, you know, that, that (laughs) it doesn't become dormant, but it definitely is on the slower side, you know, Whereas if I'm active sexually with other people, um, you know, the solo stuff picks up just as a compliment, I guess. I don't know. I think it's something about, I don't know, it's almost like a matter of physics, right? Things in motion tend to stay in motion. Things at rest tend to stay at rest. So, you know, if I'm not engaging and kind of revving my engine up in these outside ways, the... (laughs) the engine doesn't feel much inspiration to get revved up in the inside ways. So yeah, so there was the one time with the standard two toys I've been using, but I've been hearing so much. um, The person that I interviewed uh, Tuesday or Wednesday was the person in the episode that came out Friday, Blackson. Um, They were describing... Well, they mentioned briefly, you know, they had been sent this tool, the Ollie, which is another cordless wand tool that's apparently incredibly powerful and looks a bit more bendy than the magic wand and smaller, uh, more narrow. So I'm guessing more insertable. Uh, it's kind of a difficult thing to do with the magic wand. So my uh, my interest is definitely peaked with that toy in particular and then just... Um, getting accepted as an affiliate with Lilo, like I'm really, really considering buying uh, 
the Sona, I think it is, um, which is meant to simulate oral sex. And who doesn't want some of that? Um, so yeah, so there may be some new toys in my future. Let's see. Anyway, um, I, what I did figure I'd talk about, you know, since this project is based on communication and communication specifically as it relates to sex, um, thought I'd tell you a bit about that date. <laughs> so uh, the date was Thursday. Um, and the arrangement for the date was set on Monday, I believe. And this was somebody that um, met online and the profile that I had found mentioned, you know, they're into meeting in person and not a lot of back and forth over uh, like online communication, which is exactly what I'm looking for. I am not a person who likes chit chat in real life. And I do not like chit chat <laughs> if it's, you know, via text or via email or what have you, like, I don't give a fuck. And I give even less of a fuck if I have not even met your ass yet. Anyway, so all this is to say, Monday, we make a date for Thursday. And my expectation is, well, okay, we've made this date. I'll see you Thursday. End of story. Like, maybe we check in again the night before to confirm or like the morning of. No. (laughs) What then came is a whole series of texts on that Monday. Where am I from? Blah, 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 blah. Like all the things that you would be talking about when you meet somebody in person, theoretically, after you've had a moment to kind of get a sense of how you feel about them, are you even attracted to them, etc. You know, is there something chemical that's off-putting about them? Whatever it is, right? I mean, because how often are you coming across strangers and it's like you want to have, you want to do this and you want to do all this over text as if you're not busy, as if you don't have better things to do. And it's like, you know, if you're doing this over text, that means you have somebody's phone number. And if you are compelled to ask such a long series of questions about somebody like that, why not just pick up the fucking phone and call? And I'm saying this as a person who hates talking on the phone, but what I hate more is replying back when it's made, like, if I'm not asking you questions, fucking read the room, take a hint, maybe back off a little bit. Anyway, so this went on every day, and it was just like, God, I make a date with you on Monday for Thursday, and now I've essentially signed up for four days of this nonstop texting. Oh my God. Anyway, so it kind of became clear our communication styles were not aligned, Um, we went on the date anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I wasn't attracted to him. You know, it was a perfectly nice guy, intelligent, reasonably attractive. Um, we went out, like there was something, there was a picture posted on his profile. Um, he identifies as a dom and there was something in one of the photos that like captured something that I was into, you know, and I was hoping to get a sense of that meeting him in person. Um, which I didn't, but I would have gone out with him a second time, you know, for the chance for that to become apparent. Uh, I do have a thing for people that are a bit more nerdy and kind of like, I guess like a sleeper candidate, you know, cause I really like the nerdy guys that have got something kind of dark and twisted and freaky going on. <laughs> that's not like apparent on the surface, you know? Um, so that's what I was hoping for. Anyway, that wound up not happening because uh, he apparently was much more into me right off the bat than I was of him. 
Um, and so the combination of being irritated and also recognizing, you know, we clearly have different methods and, uh, expectations as far as like what normal communication is between people. And, you know, even when we left, like the texting was starting again, you know, fine. Okay. We're following up, making new plans. Okay. 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 And then the next day I start getting texts about posts that I've written on the website, uh, specifically about the piece, you know, must have big dick and thick skin. And this person is a person of color and he's talking about, you know, how it seems very off-putting for him because he'd had a bad experience with somebody else that was a size queen um, and mentioned the mandingoification of black men. And it was just like, uh, there is nothing about race in that piece at all, in anything I've written, as far as like, that it doesn't factor into my selection process or my criteria whatsoever. And it was just like, I don't know. To me, something like that, like somebody coming and bringing what's clearly an issue for you personally. Okay. And that's fine. I can respect that. Just felt like, like he was trying to find something about it to be, you know, kind of upset about. So that was irritating too. And then (laughs) the texting is continuing, continuing. And now, meanwhile, this is Friday, right? And Friday is my big work production day. It's like grind time. You know, the editing is always much more labor intensive than I expect. Not to mention there are a whole bunch of other things that, you know, I'm still working on every day. And I have this weekend long conference that is approaching. Um, so as he's texting, I'm like, you know, I respond, I'm happy to talk about any of this at any other time, but I'm just letting you know, like I'm about to put my do not disturb on, which I do when I'm working because I can't take the distractions, like the little pinging of somebody being like, like I can't, I can't, uh, entertain this neediness. You know, I can't entertain it with this person that I barely know. I don't want to entertain it with people I do know well, like, the people that know me, like, know when I'm busy and I'm doing the crunch time, like, fucking respect it. And you need to have that respect for other people's style and life and whole, you know, whatever, if you want to have any kind of relationship with somebody. So, you know, I said that. It was very nice about it. It's just like an FYI kind of thing. And he came back with this, well, uh, you know, basically, like, I'm not going to be interested if somebody's not going to take the time to respond to me for three days, which isn't what I was saying, but it was like, if you're going to be so petty and like, this is what I'm going to do if you're not going to play with me, like, go fuck yourself. I don't need this, you know, it was a very manipulative thing in my opinion. And, you know, so I wound up just replying, like, this is (laughs) quickly turned into a hard pass for me. Have a nice life, you know. Ugh. Anyway. That's my communication story for the week. But just, yeah. (laughs) I mean, in hindsight, it's one of those things like, yeah, I probably come Tuesday or Wednesday should have just been like, you know, we're not, we're not on the same page as far as communicating. And that's probably a really good indication that we're not going to be well matched. Um, But anyway. Um, so that, (laughs) that was this week and that, and then, you know, the other gentleman I was talking about, uh, who had wanted to put his face in my crotch as he described it, um, 
you know, we've been trying for weeks to set something up. And he works six, sometimes seven days a week. And I basically am working six, seven days a week myself. Uh, our time frames are way different. He starts work very early. I work very late. Um, he's also living with another partner. So, you know, there are commitments that he has just with that relationship. There's a lot of things to manage, right? And trying to get together. And <laughs> so I think this is like the third time we had tried scheduling a date. And um, yeah, it wound up being pushed back to today. And um, yeah, he wound up canceling. So that didn't happen. I thought it was going to happen yesterday. And then with the conference, like we couldn't get it together to make it happen yesterday. It was supposed to happen last week and the week before that, blah, 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 blah. So we're kind of just taking it as, well, if it's this difficult to get together, maybe this is the universe kind of giving us a hint, you know, not to go down that road. Kind of the same bit of friction in a different way that I had with this other person is like things that are meant to be, there's an ease to them. And there definitely was not an ease with either of these situations. So, ah, I'm taking heed to those, you know, indications. Um, so that's my week. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed for more. I mean, there, there was the possibility to one of the, the gentlemen that had come to the masturbation party. Um, the only successful event at this point, I'm still struggling to put these things together. Um, yeah, he works in my neighborhood. So like randomly he'll be like, I happen to be in front of your building. And when it works out, it works out. But this was not a week that it worked out. I was um, basically had interviews scheduled for all of the times that he happened to be around. So maybe that will get itself together next week. I don't know. Um, but happy continuation of Pride Month. We are, what, nine days in? Um, yeah, and I mentioned this in the show notes of episode 37. It's important to me to support people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and rather than paint my entire site with rainbows, if you've gone to the site, you may have seen a similar post on the homepage. Um, but instead, I'm going to be making financial donations with every episode that gets published this month. Um, I will continue to make monthly donations throughout the year. You know, that's my plan for this month to ramp it up tie in the, uh, the episode schedule with it. Yeah. I'm putting my money where my mouth is because that feels like the most effective way to support the community. Um, but if any of you have other ideas or suggestions or want to do something, uh, as a collaboration for this month, just reach out to me. The email is sex at graphicpaint.com. And until Friday, I hope you have a great week filled with many orgasms. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.